Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Walking the Unnamed Path. I'm one of your co-hosts, Chase Powers, and joining me tonight are my fabulous co-conspirators and co-hosts, Chris Ripple and Michael Graywolf. Say hi, guys. Hi. Hi, guys. <laughs> Just right, right on cue. Good job. Uh, Walking <laughs> the Unnamed Path is a podcast dedicated to expanding on the teachings and techniques given to us by the ancestors of men who love men and laid out by our late founder and brother Hyperion. We also touch on general topics and ideas that pertain to queer pagan men on a daily basis. Before we begin, I'd like to say a special thank you to our fellow brother initiate, Matthew Sidney, who donated toward covering the cost of releasing these podcasts. So how are you yeah. guys? What's new? Oh, you go first, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, what's new with me? I, I don't know, I guess I'm doing okay. Uh, honestly, I've been a bit, a bit of a funk, but uh, yeah, I think just generally speaking, things are good. I'm excited at what's going to come. I think I mentioned a little while back that I've been thinking about um, going into hospice care and, you know, working the death walking angle a little bit more. So that's where I'm currently at. I, I, I actually committed to, um, <laughs> this is a show what kind of procrastinator I am. I committed to putting out an application for at least one job by the end of the month. Uh, the end of the month is in a couple of hours. <laughs> Um, so I haven't done it yet, but I am well rested, so I am very optimistic about my chances (laughs) to get it done before the beginning of the next month. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't know. I mean, you guys know, I, I, you know, uh, I love to dance. I, I I was, you know, just a shot crazy. I am. I actually triple booked tonight and I was going to go dancing tonight. Uh, but looks like my dance will be here at home, which is totally fine. And, um, yeah, I had plans. But uh, Mama had other plans, I think. So here I am. I'm glad I'm here with you guys. Looking forward to it. Yay. Yeah. Oh, we're glad you're here, too. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, how about let's you guys? How have you guys been? Well, let's see. Uh, not a whole lot going on with me at the moment. I am getting ready for summer to start and trying to figure out what I'm going to do this summer because I would love to go visit my boyfriend and his husband and uh, you know, a couple of other people this summer, but uh, trying to fit it into the work schedule is very, it's, it's very frustrating. But Hashtag polyam problems. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, yes. I'm hoping at some point, you know, I'll be able to see the boyfriend soon. Um, his birthday's coming up in a couple of days, and I'm just, I'm sad I won't be there for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a brighter note, I registered for BTW today. Um, yes, very, me too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm very happy about that. And a friend of mine contacted me recently about attending. I, see, I didn't know that there was a radical fairy group here in Dallas. I guess I kind of knew, but you never hear anything about it in, like, you know, the pagan sphere. And apparently they're having their first, they're hosting their first gathering this summer. And oh, wow. I'm kind of like, oh. And it's only 85 bucks for a weekend, and that includes food. So, yeah. And it's camping. Like, I might do this. It, <laughs> this might be the little this, – this might be my little trip out into the woods for the summer. Mm. But, yeah, so I'm actually going to reach out to them and see, you know, see if we could, you know, get together, talk, and maybe I can get them to come onto the show and talk to us about the Radical Fairies. I know we have a couple of Radical Fairies who are brothers, but I would love to get, you know, an outside view of the Radical Fairies. But, yeah, that's me. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <All> right, <you laughs> <know>. <sighs> 
gosh. Um, I've been dreadfully ill for a week, which has left me with a tremendous amount of energy to do all of the things over the course of the last couple of days. Hashtag spent 10 hours in bed yesterday. Apparently, I needed to catch up on my sleep. Who knew? I don't know. You know, it's been um, it's been an interesting couple of weeks, and it it uh, the next couple of weeks promise to continue being interesting. So we'll see what happens. I'm about to start making announcements on Facebook and a couple of other things that I'm going to start offering uh, readings and magical services for people. So Ooh. I'll join the I'll join the hosts of people who you know do readings and magic for people on the internet for money. <laughs> Um, so, you know, we, <laughs> but, you know, we, you know, we kind of touched on the topic already with, uh, what Chris and I were mentioned when we were doing our catch up, we are pleased to welcome back to the show. One of the representatives from between the worlds. He's not actually been on the show before, but I was like, I just got myself going in that thread and I couldn't think of how to get out of it. <laughs> But uh, we're pleased to welcome Matthew from Between the Worlds. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi, Matthew. Hi. <laughs> Greetings, fellow Earth human, which I have not yet met. <laughs> I think, I've, think I've, I've met all of you except except Chase, so nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah. So, Matthew, why don't you first you know, tell us a little bit about yourself? Who are you? You know, How do you identify spiritually and all that yummy goodness? Yeah. Um. I always have trouble answering that question personally. Um, I think I think I'd probably have to say spiritually. I'm, I'm I think I'm a seeker still, so still trying to find what works for me, what speaks to me. Um, tried a bunch of things. Mostly, I end up just kind of synthesizing it. So probably eclectic, if anything else, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. Well, how long have you been a seeker? Would you say? Oh God. Um, <laughs> Got to think now. Um, let's see. I first became aware. I think strangely enough, it kind of started around the time that I became aware of um, Between the Worlds. So I was kind of, you know, searching online like we do with the the uh, you know search terms, trying to find other people who are into similar things. Uh, probably about I would say six years ago. Um, even, but I guess before that, it was one of those things that like I kind of knew. But it wasn't like about six years ago was when I officially started kind of walking down that path. On that path, have you like what are some things that you've seen along the way? What resonates with you? Is there anything that you like? I don't know. That I, I guess that you know titles and names can be a little tricky. I mean, can you share something that's inspired you or something that you kind of drew a lot of wisdom from? So I think uh, so. I've I've been thinking about it over the past couple couple months or so because um, I've sort of been in a lull. And I think the thing that sort of that I always kind of go back to is, I guess, nature. So I guess nature is the deity that we can all see sort of thing. <laughs> to me, I think the, uh, the the natural realm has sort of always resonated with me in one shape or another. Also, oddly enough, ritual. So like, I enjoy the sort of free-flowingness of, of nature, but sometimes I also just you know, just like everyone else, want to put on a put on a costume and lead a ritual. Cool. And you know, I didn't mention this earlier, but you are the new president for Green Fairy Grove, correct? Yeah, yeah, just recently, um, the last three or four months or so, I uh, recently voted in. Hey, awesome. congratulations! I, well, yes, thank you. <laughs> Could you tell us a little bit of what Green Fairy Grove is? Sure. Um, so. Green Fairy Grove is a 
uh, similar to Between the Worlds, a group of uh, queer men of mul- multiple different uh, spiritualities and backgrounds, mostly centered in Columbus, Ohio, because that's where the uh, the founding members are based. And we, I guess, sort of what we, the main thing we do is put together Between the Worlds, but also during the year, we also get together for uh, uh, the celebrations, like to celebrating the Wheel of the Year. Um, and sort of just fellowship and just gathering and just spending time with your brothers. It's a pretty good group. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, and we get to, you know, we're, we're usually stuck with each other for the first, or for, you know, the entire month or for the or week in September. So after that, we sort of don't want to see each other for a couple of days, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so nice to miss people sometimes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we can we can totally First relate. You know, all of all of our brothers are scattered all over the country, and even there's one in Australia. So we can totally relate. <laughs> we are a bit everywhere, aren't we? Yeah. Um, well, Matthew, you mentioned your uh, your role at, in Green Fairy Grove. Can you tell us a little bit about like I guess like how Green Fairy Grove came about? Like, is there a specific mission that you all work towards, or uh, and you mentioned that you have a very eclectic crew too, right? So I, I'm wondering, like, what does that mm-hmm. look like for you? Let me see. Essentially, like, I, I, I'd have to say that the main, like, if the mission of Green Fairy Grove is to have a place for um, uh, queer men of varying spiritualities, or I guess nature-based or pagan spiritualities, mm-hmm. a place to, you know, get together, fellowship. Uh, shoot the shit, you know, be with friends where you can be who you are. So it's essentially uh, a year-long version of Between the Worlds, honestly. Hmm. Okay. What what does that look like? It, it, I mean, does, is, it, um, is it challenging to to circle up with folks that come from different backgrounds? Uh, and like maybe are there any unifying enough themes that you guys work towards or that help um, you to organize? It's surprising. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, it's, it's not as difficult as you would think. Uh, I think and all on the biggest thing to get past the personalities, but that's just, you know, any group of people put together. But I think we, we sort of adopted a um, sort of uh, Wiccan-esque uh, form of, of, of ritual structure that we sort of just, that some people tend to follow, mm. but we've had other people follow completely different uh, ritual formats, you know, from just completely throwing circle, te- circle casting out and doing more animistic rituals or stuff like that and everyone everyone gets everyone you know doesn't really seem to ever have any issues or qualms with sort of trying anything new surprisingly we we all get along pretty well in that respect and you said the the majority of people from green fairy grove are located in columbus ohio do you have people who are consider themselves members of green fairy grove who aren't in ohio at this time we do not so it's very much just the local thing yeah yeah uh, there are distant levels. So there's a level of membership for people who are interested in sort of joining uh, uh, Green Fairy Grove, but are not necessarily in the same geographic region. Uh, but at this time, we don't we don't really have anybody who's who's that type of member. Gotcha, gotcha. So tell us a little bit about Between the World. How how did the gathering start? So, uh, so this is the, I believe, uh, at most recent count, the 18th year of putting it on. Uh, it actually started at another, the sort of the, the birth of the event was an idea that I think it was Pig and Spirit Gathering. The, the idea came about to put, put together a, 
queer men specific spiritual event. So yeah, that happened at about, it was 1999 was when the idea first came about. And then in 2002, that was the first, first year. I think for the first few years, I've only, I've only actually gone to the last, I think five or six myself for the first few years, there were um, two specific deities that were sort of honored and ritualized during the event. Um, those were Dionysus and Hecate. Um, and still to this day, they are, so not, they're not the only uh, patrons that are sort of um, honored during the event. We've uh, subsequently taken on the honoring of deities that sort of speak towards uh, queer divinity and queer spirituality. So I guess, for, for example, the last few years, um, see, last year we had Bella, who is a, um, cannot actually remember what his nationality was. We've also done, um, yes, Slavic, yes, thank you. We've um, honored Mani uh, from Norse, and we've also uh, honored the sun god from, uh, I'm completely blanking out. (laughs) I'm having the worst brain fart right now. Oh, uh, you're well, fine. It is late. Don't worry, Matthew. It, it is late. <laughs> we, we do we do apologize, but you know it is so late that we record. Oh no, it's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, so just just different 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 gods. Um, many, obviously, because my brain. We've we've gone through so many that I can barely think about the ones in the last three years. But yeah, uh, pretty much gathering of uh, queer men again of varying spiritualities. Uh, we get together for a week congregate in the hills of southern Ohio, which I guess to some people doesn't necessarily sound like the best way to spend a week of their summer, but trust me, it is, it is a great time, <laughs> as, as, as two of those can also attend to. And so we spend the week sort of um, focusing on the deity for the year, focusing on lift, lifting up each other, focusing on um, teaching each other, focusing on sort of spiritual growth, and just, you know, mm-hmm. taking a break. Oh, and Otter is listening to us recording right now, and he just wanted to chime in. The name you were trying to think of was Apollo. <laughs> Sun God. Thank you, Otter. Now, now that I know that Otter's listening, I feel like I need to I need to do penance now. <laughs> Hi, Otter. Oh, oh Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> That'll be five that. hail get... marys and four hello dollies. Four. Right. Oh, if it's Otter, it'll be it'll be it'll be it'll be fifty lashes. Trust me. Wait, is that punishment or is that pleasure? I'm not sure. <laughs> that was that was not specified. <laughs> it should all be part of the negotiation so, before you begin, of course. <laughs> so the site that the gathering is held at is called Wisteria, correct? Yep, that is correct. Could you tell us a little bit about the site and the history that the gathering has with it? Sure. So from my understanding the the birth of the, the the birth of the idea of the event at the pagan spirit gathering also happened at Wisteria, so it was kind of like uh, mm. the the people who started the people who started the group had a sort of love and kinship with the with the land. Uh, so Wisteria is a reclaimed strip mine in the uh, sort of southern Ohio area, like Pomeroy, Ohio area. If anyone's familiar with it, but Pretty much the area was uh, damaged, destroyed, and just completely uh, stripped, stripped mined. Um, and over the last, I don't actually know how many years, um, a group of people called, uh, collectively known as the Wisterians, have sort of 
uh, bought the land and taken time to um, reclaim it, bring it back to its former glory, and even improve it and make it something that it was to make it better than what it was before. We sort of um, uh, over the last couple of years, we've we've lovingly referred to the the land wisteria as the wounded healer. Can you speak more to that? What do you mean by wounded healer? Um, so something that uh, so a, a common sort of theme feeling understanding of different people who've come to the event and who've spent, you know, the week or so at the gathering on the land, uh, they, they usually go home feeling much better, uh, you know, lighter um, problems that they've had before are kind of, you know, don't seem as, as, as big anymore. So kind of like just the idea that spending time at Listeria um, at between the worlds, I guess, through the, through the healing process of, the land kind of reclaiming and rehealing itself. Um, it also mm. helps us through our healing and reclaiming of ourselves. I can definitely agree with that. My first <laughs> time attending, I went with a lot of baggage and I came back feeling very refreshed. Mm. Yeah, same. So for our listeners, uh, Michael Greywolf and I have both been attendees of BTW or, or Between the Worlds. Uh, yeah, I echo what you're saying, Michael, for sure. I think it's, it's something... Uh, you know, something I look forward to every year. Uh, I was away for, I think, six years, but um, yeah, I've been uh, I've been going. I I actually don't know what the time I count this, but I think about seven or so years, uh, or this might be my seventh year. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, it's always an amazing time uh, of uh, fellowship, and then just. The healing aspect is something that I could definitely uh, resonate with, for sure. The land, and just hearing about how the land was wounded, right? And then how, and then I remember the first time someone told me, hey, this used to be a strip mine, but it's been uh, reclaimed and, um, you know, bought by a, a collective of folks that just have like-minded visions about this, this land. And then you see it, but then you, see, you see the scars, you know? Uh, but I remember thinking, mm-hmm. wow, this is incredible. Uh, you know, so at first you just walk in thinking, hey, this is the woods. Uh, and I'm from New York City, so I mean, yeah, you know, <laughs> for me a tree is woods, but uh, you know, but then hearing what the land went through before it, it produced and became what it is today, it's just it's really incredible. So yeah, it's always been a healing experience for me as well. Um, Matthew, I'm I'm curious, like, can you tell us a little bit about? I mean, you mentioned it's a gathering. You mentioned it's for uh, for queer and questioning men, right? Can you mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about what can one expect when they go to BTW? Like, I guess maybe let's start with nitty gritty details first. Like, as far as lodging, like, are, are there yeah. cabins or is it camping with like tents? Yeah. Um, is there a hotel so room? The world. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's 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 an interesting point. Now, um, so um, <laughs> between the worlds, so the the uh, the gathering itself is uh, tent strictly tent camping for the most part we have an allowance for like a couple trailers for usually for um for health purposes you know for, for mobility issues um but strictly mm-hmm. tent camping so definitely have to be comfortable with the idea of sleeping in a tent for uh five nights okay great and then what are some um but are, beyond um, oh go ahead <laughs> oh no you're fine go ahead Oh, <laughs> well, I was going to ask, what are some things that uh, an attendee can look forward to when they're going to Between the Worlds? Oh, yes. Yeah. So, like maybe especially um, if folks have never gone to a gathering before, you know? 
Yeah, it's like a sort of a day in a life of a between the world goer. Um, I guess taking it from that angle. So I guess you can expect to uh, wake up to the sound of uh, chirping birds because you're hundreds of miles away from near civilization. Not hundreds, uh, <laughs> more like ten, but <laughs> you're far enough away that you're going to only hear birds. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, usually the first thing, I guess, depending on how you how you like to wake up. Uh, the first sort of scheduled event is um, a little, I guess, the, our, our morning meeting. Uh, so that's an, uh, a chance to sort of, um, I guess, recenter and refocus after the, the previous night's events, sort of um, uh, re- reacclimate yourself to the, um, to the sort of energy that we're trying to carry through the gathering. Uh, so usually over the, la- the last couple of years, that's sort of been facil- facilitated through story. And then mm-hmm. after the, um, morning meeting, uh, there's, so, so tent camping, yes, but meals are, um, if you pay for are provided. Um, but you can also, if, if, if you desire uh, cook on your own, so it's an option too. But so after, after morning meeting, there's usually a, a meal and then the rest of the day is dedicated to workshops, uh, put on by members of the community and, um, and rituals. Uh, usually, I guess, and, and I guess, in, and also in the evening rituals as well. Mm-hmm. And, and interspersed through there, we have a couple fun days. Uh, so, like we've done, I guess, theme days. So we've done, um, I guess, say something hat days. Like you know, a hat that hat that says something, or I guess to you that says something. Or we've done, let's see, uh, superhero day. So like you know, wear a superhero oh, t-shirt or superhero costume. We've done onesie day uh i wore a sriracha onesie for like 20 minutes because it's hot and humid in in ohio (laughs) in in september (laughs) but but yeah so it's you know a little bit of serious a lot of fun a a great time awesome i also um i'm gonna say you know i also heard that there's a bit of like a revelry during the week too can you tell us a little bit about that yes Are, are you referring to um to comos Maybe. Or just in general. <laughs> um, if you are referring to Comos. Um, so yes, during uh, usually the middle of the week, we hold a, um, uh, so I guess to, to as, as I said previously, um, one of the original deities was uh, Dionysus. And we um, love and quite enjoy honoring him every, every year um, through our um, our Comos event, which is sort of our, our dance slash party slash uh, Dionysian rebel, um, mm. complete with blessed wine and um, avatar of the deity himself. Awesome. Nice. <laughs> I have to say, I love Comos. It's a lot of fun, and you have a lot of fun at the event. <laughs> yeah, it's really good about um, just like uh, so, like, so one of the things that that, that was that sort of been told to me, and that I've sort of told the people over the years, is you know, you should kind of you know slow down your guard, slow down your walls, just have a good time. Comos is a time where you really have no option. <laughs> it's it's you, you 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 will let down your barriers, and you will have a good time. Hmm. What would you say is your favorite um, aspect and or event at BTW? 
I've never actually <laughs> thought about this question before. <laughs> <laughs> the whole event. Um, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> um, I think, uh, in all honesty, I think it's sort of, I guess, seeing what the people, seeing um, what the people of the community that I uh, may not know very, like, very intimately, very well, but like year, year year over year, seeing what they can bring to the table that you know I've never thought about, uh, whether it's spiritual mm-hmm. or interpersonal or um, just, uh, just in, anything in general. So like just the, the things that I can learn from people that I've I've never asked to to learn from before. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that makes sense too. I feel like um, the Peyton community, we're, we're kind of maturing in a way that a lot of people, I mean, like, like if you go back in the day, right, even like uh, the internet being a resource was a new thing. It was a new way to connect. It was a new, new way to find information. Uh, but more and more, um, you're seeing lots of, I, I remember like maybe like five years back, there were critiques that, oh, this is another like Witchcraft 101 book, you know, things like that. Um, but yeah, I, I resonate with you there too, Matthew. It's like just seeing um, like all these topics uh, that might have been like yeah. 101, kind of going a little deeper, and uh, and then we definitely have the 101 things happening too, absolutely. But then mm-hmm. um, yeah. meeting folks that who've been chipping away at the block for a while and just gaining wisdom from that is something that uh, I personally enjoy too. So yeah, for sure, that's incredible. Yeah, every um, year I think the, the 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 biggest thing that I'm sort of um, that that kind of gets gets me excited is once like so during the planning phase once we get to start looking at the the sort of uh, workshops and rituals that pe- people have presented you know I, I I find myself just getting super excited about the gathering because I'm just like all right well they're gonna talk about this thing I want to learn about this thing so you know, I'm, I'm I'm gonna be there I want to I want to hear about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know it's a good thing you were just mentioned that because I was just about to ask you about workshops and uh, rituals. <laughs> so is the, ma- the majority of the programming at the event is stuff that people submit, correct? Yes. Uh, so uh, as well, so on top of the sort of registration period that we have going on right now, we also have the, um, our, um, I guess our, our workshop, uh, talk and ritual submission period. Um, so those are complete. Well, I would say completely. Um, they are probably 90, 85, 90 percent community driven, community led, um, with some uh, uh, Green Fairy Grove and I guess uh, historical programming thrown in, interspersed throughout. So Pretty anyone cool. that has something to say can say it. Ooh. Chris, we t- totally need to do an earning pass uh, <laughs> workshop. I don't know why. Well, I think we, should, we should totally. No, absolutely. We should totally do it. I'm all for it. <laughs> all for it. I, mean, I know a lot of our brothers much, are thinking about attending, yeah, for the first time this year. So I think we're all very excited. Since you have Otter listening, he'll probably contact you directly <laughs> at this point. So. <laughs> <laughs> You've messed okay. up. For <laughs> our listeners, who 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 is this Otter person that you keep referencing? Um, well, <laughs> Otter is Otter for the last um, I think as long as I've been going, actually. Uh, so at least for the last three to five years, has been the 
uh, community co-facilitator for the event. Uh, so mm. every year it's put on by a, a GFT, a Green Fairy Grove member, and the, uh, a member of the community. And for the last five or so years, that has been um, Otter, the, 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 the person we've been referring to um, on and off. And actually, this, I believe, will be his, his sunsetting year as a community co-facilitator. And that'll be picked up by a new member of the community next year, hundred percent in the fall in, in the following year. And uh, he's actually messaging us as, as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Otter. Yep. Yeah, thank you, Otter. <laughs> God, but, no uh, rest for uh, the wicked. My God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, have, I, have, I told you. <laughs> yeah. I do have a question. So we keep saying that. Between the Worlds is an event for uh, queer queer men, men who love men. What your what is the group's definition of queer? Does that also include people of trans experience? Uh, yeah, um, I guess the we've sort of um, come to the I guess the, the definition that if you are a if you identify as a man and you love men, uh, then you have a place at the gathering. Here, here, well said. <laughs> Matthew, you also mentioned that there's a patron god uh, that's kind of uh, connected in some way to queerness or queer spirituality each year. Who's mm-hmm. the god this year and and why? Is there like a, I don't know, is there a decision-making process that you want to give us the secrets about? Um, well, I can't give you the secrets because then I, I wouldn't be able to, <laughs> the, 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 the cabal wouldn't, would, would, would vote me out. But <laughs> um, this year fair, fair. we are, yeah. <laughs> This year, in honor of uh, Stonewall 50, we will be we will be focusing on uh, the queer spirit and our uh, the mm. queer ancestors. So instead of focusing on a single deity, we'll be focusing on those two sort of large and uh, multi-encompassing aspects. Oh, that's incredible. I just got chicken skin, so I think the ancestors are approved. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. I did too. And, uh, <laughs> Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how, I guess in the past, or maybe if you could let us know about some plans you might have, like how how has the patron god, or in this case, uh, the queer spirit, I guess, been honored, or like how does that take like takes form during PTW? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> That's so, just a clear question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I guess, so how does the... How does the um, the chosen deity for the year, or the chosen aspect for the year, um, how are they how are they honored? Like not just like yeah, it's like how actually do we honor them? Uh, so uh, generally, we sort of um, so we don't like like I said, if you have something to say, you can say it. Um, but we also sort of I would say suggest, but I guess the general the the um, the thought should be that you know while you're while you're coming up with your ritual or your um, um, workshop. Uh, just you know, try and find a way to tie it back to the theme for the year, the the, the deity for the year, the spirit for the year. Um, mm. More, I guess, more even more so in the in the in the rituals that we put on, and also the so as I mentioned, you know, the our our, our morning meeting is sort of where we uh, at least historically have tied in the narrative for the year, and um, you know, kind of uh, re refocus, reorient towards the idea of you know who or what we're we're honoring that year. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. So we can look forward to 
like for folks that are thinking about rituals, are, are you saying that like many of them might be thinking about ways to like work in uh, the patient guide this year or maybe um, bring honor to them a little bit? Is that right? Yes, yes, definitely strongly encouraged. Oh, cool. Oh, great. Now my mind is just working on stuff to plan for BDW. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, Matthew, as you may know, like the onion path, like we are our kind of main stick, right, is that we're working with the ancestors of men who love men. So just to explain um, Michael's excitement right now. <laughs> uh, so, it, you know, it's it's great to see and very appropriate, especially for Stonewall 50, right, that mm-hmm. that our queer ancestors are being honored this year. I'm also very excited. Yeah, I think it's going to be an amazing year. I was wondering, Michael, since like you and I have been like attendees in the past, uh, and then we are also serving roles this year. I was wondering, like, can, do you want to let us know like what what you were doing this year and what your experience has been a little bit? Like, um, oh, how many years is it now, oh, Michael? Oh. Yeah, how many years is it now at PTW? Well, this will be my third year attending. Yeah, third straight year attending. Oh, straight, definitely not straight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, this, this will, <laughs> Yes, my my third consecutive year uh, attending uh, BTW, mm-hmm. uh, and I have to say I have my first year going was a very like I said it was a very healing experience, and this year going I mean last year going was a bit of a growing experience for me because I was traveling you know, what was it um, ten hours no well, it was longer than ten hours. I was driving from Texas <laughs> to Ohio. I loved, you know, getting messages and whatnot from the guys, check from other BTW attendees, checking in on me, making sure that I'm stopping, making sure I'm resting, because I'm like, wow, they would not have made that drive. <laughs> what I remember, um, you actually uh, almost, you thought you weren't going to be able to make it last year, right? I, yes, I was in a little bit of a financial bind, and then the day after I got the finances sorted out, the day I was getting ready to leave, my car died. I mm-hmm. I was so sad. I was like, oh my God. So I ended up leaving <laughs> like got the car got the car situation sorted and whatnot and left almost a day later than I had planned to because I wanted to give myself time to drive and not be like rushing, you know, pushing that speedometer but uh <laughs> I made it. And yeah you did. I guess this yeah. this year I'm looking definitely to be getting more involved i did i did a workshop last year i gave a i did a workshop last year and with you know the whole working with the queer ancestors of the queer spirit this year i'm looking forward to maybe doing a ritual maybe doing a workshop mm-hmm. we shall see <laughs> mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah what about you chris yeah so i i mentioned that i've been attending btw uh for, I guess, I don't know, seven-ish years with a break in between. But I'm looking – my, my first BTW, I remember it was actually, like um, – I spoke about my coming out story uh, on on the on the podcast already. And I remember, like, I came out, uh, and then I remember I, I uh, missed the registration deadline for that year. But the following year, uh, I was able to attend. And uh, I, I think that's kind of part of the whole thing. Like, with my coming out, out like, a lot of my identity became – actualized and manifest and it allowed me to go and actually the first uh pagan gathering i've ever been to and actually the only i've been to so far is bcw uh just to give you a sense of 
like what an incredible experience it's been for me. Uh, and as far as roles, uh, I, you know, I, as you guys know, I'm a nurse, so I, I, I'm going to be serving as the medical coordinator. So I'll be your camp nurse. <laughs> uh, so if anyone's looking about attending, you can definitely find me in SecMed, which is our little um, headquarters for security and medical stuff. I also teach hula, as you guys know. So um, we've actually had a lot of success in the past with folks waking up early. And just every morning, we uh, did kind of like a morning hula um, class, you know. And uh, we had a good amount of people that really came every day. And uh, for folks that are maybe morning people or want to try being a morning person for a week, you know, it's a lot of fun. The, you could also identify me by my uh, bushy squirrel tail that I'm often wearing <laughs> while running around. Uh, yeah, I guess. Woof. I mean, as far as. <laughs> Why, thank you. Woof, <laughs> what do squirrels make? What do squirrel noise? Like, I don't know. <laughs> so, that listeners, if you know, <laughs> please call in. Please call in with squirrel noises that imply like sexual desire. <laughs> what does that sound like to you? Um, squeak, squeak. I don't know. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, you know, Michael, you mentioned financial hardship, and I know that uh, BTW actually has uh, a scholarship program, right? Um, Matthew, is that right? Can you speak a little more to that? Yeah. So, so we, it, it's called the Ganesha Scholarship, named after a. Um, a member of the community who, um, who who was known for being very you know, giving and caring, and uh, through the scholarship. So I guess, I guess during during the year we have on our on our website a place where people can donate and um, you know provide to the Ganesha scholarship, and uh, through that we are able to provide, I believe, uh, not large but definitely respectable and. Uh, helpful re- reduction to the cost of the gathering. Oh, excellent. Cool. And you mentioned registration and all that. So sign us up. Like I, if, if folks are interested in coming, like how do they get to you? How do they register? When are the deadlines? Give us the details. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, actually tonight, uh, you mentioned that this is you know, the end of the month. It's also the end of early registration for Between the Worlds. Mm-hmm. And I guess one of, the, one of the benefits of early registration is that there is a uh, a, a moderate discount. So if you want to get in and you want to, you know, check it out at a lower price, uh, you have, what's that? About an hour and a half, uh, Eastern. Yeah. So, uh, so 12 midnight Eastern time to do that. And then beyond that, the end of actual registration is August 11th, which is a Sunday. All right. Great. So, I mean, unless folks are actually listening right now, uh, they probably will miss the early registration. Um, but for the rest of us, August 11th, you say, right? On a Sunday by yep. midnight or 11.59. Yep. Is that also Eastern Standard Time? Uh, yeah, Eastern Eastern Standard Time. Got it. Okay. And, all right, cool. And, and, what, yeah. and, what, and what is the website to find all this information? Oh, yes, please. Of course. Uh, <laughs> that is uh, betweentheworlds.org. Excellent. Thank you for that, Michael. Otherwise, all the <laughs> listeners would be waiting for an owl or something, you know? <laughs> well, that was like the, the one thing that I was thinking that I needed to remember to say, and then I completely forgot. It's okay. okay. So Again, more. it's late. It's late. <laughs> it is late. It is late. 
So once once more, betweentheworlds.org, right? And August 11th is our registration deadline. Excellent. Yes. When people go to register, is it all at once or is there – because you did mention that there was the option to do a meal plan and whatnot. Does all that have to be paid at once with the registration or is there – like you can pay for registration now and then meal plan later? So this is where – so we, we recently updated our registration systems. So um, in the past, we had it so that you could register and pay separately. Um, this year, that has been uh, slightly changed uh, in that you have to pay when you register. Um, as far as meal plan, um, I'm, I, my, I think, and I can if, – if anyone knows for sure, they can correct me, but I think – that um, meal plan is so when you register you choose what your meal plan is and I think that when you do uh, so post normal registration you have to pay for meal plan and registration at the same time. Uh, Michael and I just registered today since we like to wait till the last minute. <laughs> uh, of course. But uh, I gotta say like um, kudos to whoever did the registration this year is very streamlined you know, and I and I feel like credit goes to GFG and the folks at BTW for sure. That I feel like every year these improvements are being made, and suggestions and comments are being heard. So that's something I was really excited. I was like, I was really impressed to tell you the truth. You know, I was like, wow, that was so easy, so quick. You know, so thank you so much. I, uh, you know, sorry. I actually just I, I was I was scrolling. I was messing around through the website. It looks like you can, um, so you can register and pay. So register and pay have to happen at the same time. However, mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. uh, you can go back through and add on to your registration. So if you just are able to mm. uh, register and pay for registration, uh, you can do that. But then you can also uh, go back through using your registration ID and the email that you use to register and add a t-shirt meal plan, or um, we also allow people to come and uh, sell things. So uh, we have we have merchant permits that you can also register for uh, during at the at the point of registration or as an add-on later. Great. Well, um, I, I think I'm just kind of stuck on this idea of the first-time comer. So I, if you don't mind, Matthew, I just wanted to speak a little to that a little bit. Uh, I know that each year, I think Michael, you you did this too, right? But for, for when you're your first year, I, I'm not sure exactly what you'll call it, but there was kind of a bit of an orientation for the the first time attendee at BTW. Mm-hmm. Michael, do you want to speak a little bit about your experience for that? This is a couple of years back, right? Well, actually, I have slept through <laughs> the, the new, oh, the new oh, really? orient, orientation <laughs> twice because um, Daystar <laughs> was like, you're going to make it last year. I slept through it. <laughs> but so you're saying it was I, critical, I the, right? I, it was critical to your experience. <laughs> but I, I, I did, I did catch up with the people who were giving the um, orientation, if you want to call it. Uh, I did catch up uh-huh. with them afterwards, kind of, you know, get the gist of what I missed, which was basically, mm-hmm. they will walk you around the site and they will, you know, tell you about, you know, oh my gosh, like my mind's fine. They'll tell you about the fairy shrine. They'll tell you about the turtle mound. Turtle mound. Mm. And they'll basically give you a history of Wisteria and I think a little bit of history of the gathering itself. So mm. it is something that you want to attend. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm a bad, bad boy and I didn't make it. Squeak, squeak. Well, you're, 
you're always welcome to, to to check it out this year if you want if you want to um, become compliant. Yeah, third time's a charm, Michael. Oh my God. I guess also the the, the health. So for folks, um, you know, where we live in a tech generation, can you speak a little bit about like uh, access? Like when you enter the land, is it just kind of um, a dead zone, and you're basically committing to disconnecting, or uh, what is that like um, as far as access and culture around that? Um, so that's that. That's a good question. Um, it's actually sort of changed over the years. Uh, so even as, as as early as when I started, um, there was sort of like the the understanding that when once you, uh, not not even just like because it's you know a spiritual gathering, uh, it's just you're you are literally in sort of in the middle of nowhere in Ohio, uh, so uh, cell phone reception is 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 spotty at best. For me, I like the second I don't I, I don't know by what means, but probably because it's sort of in a giant uh, dish. But the second I like enter the land, I have no cell phone service or no you know reception whatsoever. However, um, in the last, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the last uh, two or three, I think the last two years, uh, the Wisterians have sort of updated their facilities. So uh, they're always trying to improve for the other gatherings that they have. And they've, um, they've adopted sort of a satellite uh, Wi-Fi reception that's sort of, I wouldn't say blanketed, but uh, available throughout the, uh, the, the camp. And uh, that that can be accessed uh, for a small fee if you're interested, or uh, you, you know you can always take it as an, a, an opportunity to just disconnect for a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah, and um, I guess as far as sort of coming and going, uh, I guess it's another one of those things where it's like you know to sort of fully immerse yourself into the sort of uh, spirit of the gathering. Uh, we recommend not leaving the site but you know it's everyone's free to to come and go as they please okay great um oh one other thing sorry just because of my health angle um for folks that have devices and things like that that they need for their health that require like electricity like is there access to that Mm -hmm. or is that like a limiting factor for them um so there are a couple there are a few campsites, uh, more than a couple, uh, that provide access to electrical outlets. Um, I would strongly recommend um, anyone who wants to come and has sort of, you know, a, a medical device need to include that in their registration, uh, so we can mm-hmm. make sure that we have the the um, you know, that we can actually accommodate your your needs. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Awesome, Michael. Did you have anything else, or are we kind of coming to a close? Uh- <laughs> Uh, I am trying to think. I'm trying to think. There, there was something on the tip of my tongue that I was wanting to ask, and okay. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking a little bit. Oh, oh, it's been my experience in the past at uh, previous uh, pagan gatherings, but they usually require some sort of uh, community service from everyone who's attending. Is that something that uh, BTW requires? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we. Sort of like to we we affectionately refer to between the worlds as a uh, a working vacation. So we do because it's a community-led event. Ask that um, attendees volunteer a I, th- I believe two two-hour shifts of their time. There are um, we do have um, accommodations for those who have mobility issues and uh, those who are putting on 
um, or, or who are who are you know volunteering their time in other in other ways. Um, but the, the the general rule of thumb is uh, I think I think two two hour shifts, and that's just stuff oh, like um, what do we have now? We 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 shifted them around a couple times, uh, so we have a uh, you can help out with um, our auction tent. So we like to you know ask people who are coming to bring in stuff that they that you know that they feel need to find another home. Uh, so they can, you know, bring it in and, you know, people have a lot of fun betting on it throughout the week, especially the last day. Um, and, uh, (laughs) and, um, (laughs) and, you know, sort of, you know, help the gathering by bringing stuff that they can give out. So, you know, we have people who help, uh, run that, that, and, uh, we have, you know, torch lighting because, you know, we're in the middle of nowhere. So we need light somehow, um, you know, just, just various things throughout the week that we need to, uh, you know, sort of make sure that the event goes off smoothly and everyone is comfortable and has a good time. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Matthew, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I feel like um, the struggle to be a minimalist pagan is basically it's, it's folly, right? <laughs> we have so many beautiful trinkets and things. Yes. Uh, but I know like, um, you know, many of us, even though we love something and we love the way it looks, we realize uh, or, that it's not ours anymore. Right. Or it's, uh, it's no longer serving us. And, and it just, I know that um, donating it um, to the asylum auction is a great way that folks have been, um, I guess, recycling uh, their magical wares. Um, and actually last year I was the proud winner of a, a huge, <laughs> huge uh, uh, crystal ball, uh, which uh, I'm making very good use of. So yeah, thank you so much for mentioning that. That's actually a really fun part of the, the week for sure. Um, yeah, the, the the battles are legendary. Yeah, I mean, I seem to recall that I won a necklace over a certain Matthew. <laughs> um, but then, you know, who's counting? <laughs> uh, I guess maybe as a finishing thought, or unless you have anything else, uh, Michael, um, do you have any suggestions, Matthew, for, I guess I'm, I'm kind of stuck in this idea of the, the first, um, the possible first attendee, right? The person that's listening and thinking about coming, but they're kind of like, oh, I don't know, I don't know anyone, or um, may, you know, no one's, I'll be coming alone, or whatever it might be. So I'm wondering if, if Matthew, if you have any suggestions uh, for our listeners who are thinking about attending BCW for the first time, like what are, what are some things that you would tell this person like um, to prepare them or to, to push them over the edge? <laughs> so I'd say definitely check out the website, um, get a feel for I guess you know with your own eyes what we're about, and if it, if you if you think that it sort of resonates with what you're interested in and and experiencing, um, we have some frequently asked questions on the website. Um, we have uh, we actually include our the the covenants of the rules of the gathering, so you can you know take a look at that and get an idea about you know the the rules that you're expected to follow and that you can expect everyone else to follow. Um, mm-hmm. You can learn a bit about the um, the location, and we also have some uh, some some people's past experiences. And in the past, we actually had a sort of um, like you know, it's it's your, so it's your first time camping in the woods, or if it's your first time camping in the woods, you know, what what are the sort of things I should bring? Um, I, I I don't think that that has made it to the updated website, but I can uh, make sure that that is something that is that is included back on the on that page. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah. Michael, do you have any finishing thoughts? 
register now. <laughs> or if you can't if you can't register now, you know. The, I will say the Ganesh scholarship helped a lot mm. when I was my first two years attending. Um I'm mm. in a slightly better spot financially, so I don't need to worry about the Ganesh scholarship. But it does help a lot. And if it's if money is an issue for you, uh you know, just apply for it. There's you know, a couple requirements for it, like uh you do have to do a little extra uh, community service, but you know it. You know, for this amazing event, I, you know, doing a little extra community service is actually a lot of fun. Uh, I know a lot of people have a lot of fun whenever they do any sort of event or any sort of activity at BTW. You can make you can make anything fun. You know, you just mm-hmm. have to go with an open heart, open mind. Well said. <laughs> well said. Great. Um, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I, I've been raving about uh, BCWO throughout this whole podcast, so I, I think you all know that I have a great time every year. And, yeah, absolutely. If you if you want to join us, please do. And, uh, obviously, if you do, then definitely Michael and I will both be in attendance. So please do come up and say hi to us. We'd love to uh, hear about your experience with the podcast and maybe working with uh, our podcast, but also Hyperion's podcast. Uh, and, you know, uh, looking forward to seeing everyone. That'd be awesome. Maybe, just maybe, we'll do a special live episode from uh, BTW. Ah, okay. All right. I see uh, where you're going with that, Michael. Maybe. <laughs> internet, internet allowing. Yeah, internet allowing. <laughs> we, we could at least record something. I'll take, I'll take my laptop. I have the software. Yeah, that'd be really cool. I'll bring my laptop, too. I'm not sure what help it'll do, but <laughs> awesome. All right, cool. Uh, so fortunately, our other co-host, Chase, has had some sound issues, uh, but he's been listening in. Chase, do you have any finishing thoughts you wanted to share with us? I don't, other than feeling really regretful that I'm not going to get to go this year, hopefully next year. Okay. This year, yeah. all of my vacation time is being chewed up by um, getting uh, doing doing classes and initiations. So hopefully next year I'll have some actual like vacation time that I can go and do festivals because that would be <laughs> that would be great. Awesome. Very cool. Well awesome. Well thank you, Matthew, so much for being with us today. Um we are coming up on the close of our show and we would like to thank everybody who's listening right now. We hope you'll continue to walk this path with us. If you'd like to get in touch with any of us, you can of course email us at Walking the unnamed path at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Twitter at walking underscore the UP and of course on Facebook at facebook.com slash walking the unnamed path. Uh, Matthew, would you mind repeating the between the worlds uh, website for the listeners? Not at all. That is uh, between the worlds.org. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Great. Wolf, take it away. <laughs> And and of course, you know, since we're closing, we and we now have music again. Yay! Uh, we will be closing with a song from Celia, who is an artist who I love. I've seen her perform multiple times at Pagan Spirit Gathering, and right now she's kind of touring. She was just recently here in Dallas, and the song that we are going to be closing out with is "Mysterious Shaman." So once again. Thank you, everyone, and we will see you all next time. Bye. Cool. Thank you, Matthew. Bye, everyone. Thank you all.